guys, if you have not done so already, make sure you go listen to the Explainer episode so you find out what all these Class of 2020 shows are all about. Hello and welcome to the Where Do We Begin podcast. I'm Ryan Anglin, Taylor Swift's number one fan, and I wear number nine at the Giants. Let's get into it. Thank you very much for that, Ryan, and hello and welcome to a brand new, very special class of 2020 episode of Where Do We Begin. My name is Harper, my co-host is Lockie. How are you, Lockie? Mate, I'm absolutely awesome and I'm just pumped to get straight into this episode with Ryan. It is an absolute cracker. Yeah, a cracker indeed. Let's get into it. Okay, and this next class of 2020 guests is a big one. It's pick 18 uh, at the GWS Giants, uh, Gippsland Power product, 184 centimetres, 74 kilos at the time of drafting, born on the 12th of December 2002. I'm delighted to welcome onto the show Mr. Ryan Angwin. How are you, Ryan? Yeah, good yourselves. Yeah, really good. Thanks, Ryan. And obviously, you're coming from us from the other uh, Harbour City, but initially, you actually grew up in Foster and Gippsland. Now, tell us a little bit about that as well as I sort of took a bit of a second glance. You made your senior debut at 15. Yeah, yeah. So um, being a small country town of about 13, 1,400 people, um, yeah, it's not a very busy place. It's a typical country town. So debuting sort of when you're 15 and 16 isn't really a rare occasion from where I'm from. <laughs> There's not too many options out there. But um. Yeah, Foster's just the, I don't know, quietest place on earth. I think it's like the average in Victoria. It's like got the highest age average. So it's like one of the oldest places in, yeah, Vic. So it's just, yeah, quiet, but that's good. Jeez, bringing some knowledge into the where do we begin listeners' minds. And um, the question that kind of uh, everyone asks, I guess, uh, no footy in 2020, of course. So were you like worried uh around the drafting period or the whole year, I guess, about the effects that that would have? Uh, yeah, sort of at the beginning of the whole COVID period, I reckon everyone would have been like, yeah, what the hell is going to happen? What's going on? But everyone would have just been in a full, full rush and just been lost in the moment. But um, as the week sort of went by, just had to sort of train your mind to stay in the, um, stay in the moment and don't get too caught up on the future and just, yeah, try to train every day and improve as much as you can each day and each week. And then hopefully some football would have, would have got up, but unfortunately it didn't. But if you just kept, um, kept that mindset, then yeah, just keep chipping away. And then the draft came around and here we are. Yeah, I think we can all sort of relate to that uncertainty, particularly at the start of 2020. You know, nobody knew what COVID was. It sort of all hit us within a couple of weeks. But within that time, you trained with somebody that, from your hometown, Xavier Dersmer, who's obviously, he was also a pick 18 at the Port Adelaide. Mm-hmm. I guess, how did you find that that benefited your game, being able to train with Xavier for those couple months? Yeah, um, Xavier's been really good. Like, he helped me so much through not only my junior years, but still helped me heaps now. And, um, yeah, being able to train with him just gave me sort of a glimpse and a taste of what an AFL program like sort of was like. Um, yeah, just being able to go down to the Oval, just work on skills, work on running, just do all that sort of grind sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it was huge. And just to learn off him as much as I could, like how he goes about it, and 
how he attacked the um, COVID and how he attacked his draft year. It's, yeah, it's helped me enormously. So full props to him and, yeah, couldn't thank him enough. Now, obviously, Xavier's got one of the most iconic uh, goal celebrations in the AFL with the bow and arrow. Did he help you with one? How have you come up with your own signature move when you kick a goal? <laughs> um, haven't got with anything yet. I'm still working on it. I might have to ask him for a few tips. <laughs> He recommends there might be something else out there he's got in mind that I might steal, but um, I'll, I'll keep, uh, keep working on it. Oh, yeah, we love that. We love that. But uh, it's a quick pace show, so we're just going to move on to the draft now. So I, I don't know if you supported an AFL team growing up and there was a particular one that you wanted to go to, but uh, did you know that it was going to be GWS? Like how early did you know or did you know just when you got picked? Um, yeah, I had absolutely zero clue that GWS were interested. Oh, wow. um, I spoke to them a couple of times, but they really gave absolutely nothing away. And um, I was just sitting at home watching the draft. It was just dragging out and out. It was the longest night of my life. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I went in the fridge to grab some food and then my name got read out on TV and it's yeah, <laughs> couldn't believe it. <laughs> so, so there was no that video of all your friends and family jumping on over you because you, <laughs> you were at the fridge at the time when you got drafted? <laughs> Yeah, so my name got read out. And, um, we had like a video set up, and um, yeah, I wasn't even in the frame though. I was up, mate, and I was just drinking a chucky milk out on the side. <laughs> oh, mate, that is that is elite. Something that I'd love to know about, like, how are you feeling heading into the draft? Because obviously, being one of the youngest people in your draft class, born in December, you were playing in the um, in your bottom age year. A lot of the kids were a year or two years older than you, so you didn't have that t- chance to really showcase in your top age year. How confident were you heading into the draft in terms of how high you'd go or if you'd be drafted? Um, yeah, I was really optimistic about the whole sort of draft. I was um, unsure if I was going to go or not, so. Um, yeah, sort of having that mindset, I was prepared either way and I knew if I didn't get picked, I'd be ready to go in 2021. But, um, yeah, it really just caught me off guard going that high, I suppose, into round one. And, um, yeah, couldn't, couldn't thank GWS enough for the um, opportunity. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And the other um, interstate player that we've got on this class of 2020, Joel Weston, uh, he, knew, he knew he was going to throw the whole time. He's... WA boy staying in his home state, but you were telling us uh, off air just maybe five minutes ago that you'd never been to Sydney. So what's that move like? Um, yeah, obviously the first sort of couple of weeks were a bit tough, like moving away from family. I'd only been interstate once when I was like eight years old, so never really travelled before. And um, coming from a small country town in the middle of nowhere in Victoria, it's a bit of a, bit of a change, but... Um, yeah, adjusting really good now and obviously having a place with the boys and, yeah, just training all week, um, you really start to settle in, so getting used to it, which is good. Yeah, geez, that's a massive transition period, only the second time ever leaving the state. I guess what was – so you moved to Sydney, so your first time living out of home, then also you had to adjust to life at an AFL club. Tell us a little bit about what that first day was like at the Mighty Orange Tsunami. Um, yeah, so pretty Christmas, it was only like the – first five-year players, so not everyone was in at the club at the time. There's a few sort of veteran players there, but, um, yeah, it was just, I don't know, the club walked in, like, walked in, they welcomed us with open arms. Um, yeah, the boys are just so good. Like, they make you feel like a real family. Like, it's no different to, um, to a country footy team, really, like where you're from. Like, yeah, in Foster, the senior footy side, compared to the GWS side, it's just... 
not really a whole much difference, just a lot like more professional, I suppose it's a lot more skill. But um yeah, just the buzz around the area. Um yeah, couldn't thank the boys enough for how they've treated us and welcomed us in. Yeah, and I reckon you have a few more Range Rovers at uh, GWS training than down at Foster. Yeah, she had that. What was your who who was your AFL team growing up? Did you have one? Yeah, so growing up, I was a North Melbourne supporter, which was um, very tough at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, having Xavier get drafted to Port Adelaide, there was a slight shift of heart to support him as much as we could, and I think the whole Foster went to Port Adelaide as well, but. Yeah. Yeah, uh, finally barricaded for GWS, which is nice. Yeah, it sounds like is going to be a two-team town for now. But how did you find that adjustment to AFL level? What was the biggest surprise for you? So you found it, it's pretty similar to what you had at Foster, which is obviously awesome So because it means that you adjusted reasonably quickly. But was there something that really surprised you about coming to AFL football? Um, it's tough to judge, sort of having Xavier there and his knowledge passed down to me. I was, knew what to expect and knew how to sort of go about it but just the one shift is like compared to like other 18 year olds and that your skills might be good enough and yeah your talent your hard work's there but get into an AFL environment it just lives a whole other level like everyone's constantly working um your fundamentals and that just have to be yeah second to none so just having that sort of um sort of grind and work ethic you um got to one-up yourself pretty much every day. Yeah, and uh, unless we've got any avid followers of uh, Foster Football Club or the, the TAC Cup maybe, most of our listeners probably uh, never seen you play. So can you tell us a bit about what type of player you are? Maybe even uh, like an AFL, ex-AFL player, current AFL player you can compare yourself. What are your main assets? Um, yeah, so I'm more of a outside midfielder, so I'm more of a wing role sort of player. Um I've got a yeah good running ability and endurance sort of tank, so I like to use that as much as I can on the outside. Um, I've been compared to a few players, Jared Pollock being one, just a left footer, runs on the outside, so he's um yeah similar patterns to me. Um, again, obviously working with Save, I've sort of developed a bit of his game as well, but um yeah, I don't really like to compare myself to anyone. I feel like I'm a unique individual and just play how I want to play and, yeah, that'll be, I suppose. So that's sort of how I'll go about it anyway. Yeah, that's, I think, a great thing to have. I think so many people can get caught up with just worrying and comparing themselves to other players. So it's awesome that you're your own unique individual. Now, obviously, you've got, you've spoken about your elite running capacity. You know, Harps and I had a look, 6 minute 12 in the 2K time trial, not too bad. But what, what else are you working on to try and improve your game? Yeah, so obviously working on um, more of a contested sort of feel. Um, obviously, as you boys sort of stated at the start, I was a bit of a lighter frame and, yeah, not the biggest bloke sort of walking around. So just trying to build as much size as I can and be able to compete not only on the ground but like 1v1 contests and all that. Just, yeah, sort of develop that game as much as I can and then obviously just try and improve everything that I've already got. So improve endurance, improve skills as much as I can. Just yeah, just keep working. Yeah, and throughout this uh, class of twenty twenty series, we've noticed um, like people helping the draftees uh, with particular skills. Like there's often particular people, like mentors, and I know GWS has um, like great coaching staff. Uh, 
for our former guest Adam Schneider, of course, and the great Harry Perriman is playing there as well. Uh, so, have you had any mentors try to take you under your wing or give you some tips in particular? Um, I think being involved mainly in the midfield group, all the boys sort of get around you and try to help you as much as I can. Like, yeah, I've got tips off Josh Kelly, Tim Taranto, Stephen Canelio, just. Being surrounded with such an elite midfield group, you've got time and just like the willingness to learn off everyone. Um, yeah, it's just elite. So no matter who you really go to, they've just got knowledge for you and can help you out as much as you can and they just work with you. That's what like they want to do. They're so passionate about the game that they want to improve themselves, but they want to bring you along for the ride as well. So every opportunity they get, they bring you along and yeah, full credit to them. Gee, some absolutely unreal names there that you've just mentioned to learn on. That is off. That is awesome. And now I guess the next thing is what is your goals for the upcoming season? Uh, yeah, obviously the main goal is just to, um, to debut and play AFL football. But yeah, I sort of just want to build on as much as I can. Obviously not playing last year. I just want to, I don't know, enjoy every day and enjoy every week as much as I can. But just enjoy the whole experience and opportunity I've been given. Um, yeah, there's not much really to it. Just enjoy the whole year and experience and, um, yeah, hopefully play finals and get there with the boys. So we'll just see where the year takes us. Yeah, man, as we're talking about off-air, I'm an avid super coach. So if you are going to make your debut, just give us the heads up so I can slot you into my team. I'm always looking for a rookie to put in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mate. Um, we, yeah, we'd love to see you do well, uh, as we would with all the guests we've had on the show. And uh, yeah, it would just be re- really good to see you debut as soon as you can, uh, get consistent running games, and the Giants do well as a whole. But um, uh, of course, the big move to Sydney, it's a very different type of town to uh, old Foster. But uh, have you got many off-field interests? Have they changed particularly uh, since moving up to Sydney? Um, no, nothing really changed, I suppose. Um Obviously, the boys are into a bit of golf and that. Um, That's yeah. been a consistent answer. The AFL player <laughs> tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Very consistent. Um, yeah, they're all really passionate about NBA, NFL. So you come into the um, come to the club, they're all talking about that daily. So um, obviously, sort of being a sporting sporting background, I think all the boys get into it, which is good. But um, yeah, I suppose sometimes you can get caught up just in training and that and sort of forget about the off-field stuff. But on your rest days, you just got to try explore and enjoy the city as much as you can and what it has to offer. So just sort of gain that tourist side of things as well. All right. And now we've got our final question before we get to the uh, the fast-paced ones. So what is your – do you have a specific – I got there in the end, a life philosophy, like anything, like any little quote that or words that you sort of live by? Um, that's tough, but – Really, ever since COVID and that, I've tried to gain the Marvel mentality. So obviously trying to learn off like Kobe's sort of way of life, just continually wanting to get better and improve every day, just no matter what. So if there's anybody out there listening, I suppose, um, yeah, just try to get that into your daily regime, whatever it may be, whether it's sport or just working, just yeah, try to get the best out of yourself and be the best version of you you can be, I suppose. Yeah, and doing these every six months or so, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how that mentality progresses and kind of uh, 
evolves and yeah, it'll be really interesting for all of our class of 2020 guests. But as Lockie mentioned, uh, we're going to get to our little quick fire questions uh, before we say goodbye to you. So first question, you've got two hours of spare time. What are you doing? You can do absolutely anything. Two hours of spare time. Oh, not going to lie to you. If it's a rest day, I'm probably sitting in here listening to Taylor Swift through the AirPods. <laughs> Massive <laughs> Taylor Swift fan. I love it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> what, what's the number one song? Um, that's tough. They're all really good. <laughs> Mate, bad, bad blood has to be up there. That's, that's a banger. Yeah, I played that in my gym the first time when I was on music and the boys were a bit questionable, but um, no, we got there in the end. Mate, you got to back yourself in, mate. Your that's music right. is good music. You just got to trust yourself. You trust the process and just go with it. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And we know Andy McGrath from first episode or second episode of the season. Sorry, he's a big fan of Taylor Swift too. Uh, but it's meant to be a quick question, so I'll get to the next one. Uh, so, R- Ryan? You go for it, even. Cheers, Harps. All right, <laughs> now, what is your biggest personal strength? This is not footy related. This is just personality, or you could relate it back to footy if you'd like. It's up to you. Um, I wouldn't have a clue. Probably just me weirdness. This <laughs> <laughs> compared to everyone else, I suppose. Like, yeah, liking Taylor Swift. Like, not sure how many blokes are out there having Taylor Swift as their number one, but yeah, I don't know. Just been a bit different. Have you seen? Have you seen Taylor perform before? No, I haven't, but it's at the top of my bucket list, so hopefully she's touring soon. Now, mate, yeah, I know mate. This, this is about you, but not to make you jealous, but when I was 10, my mum actually dragged me along to a Taylor Swift concert <laughs> with my sister because my sister was a massive fan and she couldn't find a babysitter for me. So I've seen I've seen Teast was alive and I loved it. That would have been absolutely yeah, We can start up a group chat, us three and Andy McGraw or Taylor Swift fan club. And I know Harry Perryman's a big fan of Katy Perry as well, as we established in his, our episode with him. But uh, our next one. Uh, go to the flip side of the personal strengths. Your biggest personal weakness, something that you can Im- you're just working on to improve in life. Pers- biggest personal weakness. It's a tough um, one. That is very tough. Um, it's tough to sort of list your deficiencies. Like as an individual, you sort of like to get other people to try help you out with that. But um, I don't like to sort of see myself as having any deficiencies. Um, if you like me, you like me. If you're not a fan, then that's just your opinion, I suppose. So I like to go about it, however, and I think I'm just the best version of me I can be every day. And, yeah, if other people have different opinions, then they can sort of deal with that, I suppose. Mate, love it, mate. And if it makes you sleep any better, we like you. So <laughs> we like you for you. So that's what counts. And now, so this is the last one. And so this is already a tough question, but I'm going to make it even tougher. So it's three things you would take if you're alone on a deserted island. And I'm going to say, but you can't include a Taylor Swift album. <laughs> oh, I'm not going. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, not to be smart, but I've sort of seen this question online. I reckon I'd take a boat, maybe. That's a good idea. And then be able to get that. Um, obviously taking water just to survive, that'd be all right. Um, yeah, maybe the golf clubs, hit a few off the um hit a few off the island and then I don't know. Maybe We've named three. So. <laughs> yeah, mate. We've heard you've got a high footy IQ and that clearly translates into general life and what you're doing at Desert <laughs> Island. But uh, I think that just just about wraps it up. Uh, it's been a great little short episode. We'll talk to you again in six months for the next one. And yeah, thanks very much for coming on, mate. It's been great. No, thanks for having me, lads. 
Thanks so much for that, Ryan. You're super generous with your time and it was just so much fun to chat with you and we really appreciate it. Yeah, it was a great time. We're looking forward to seeing how your season progresses and uh, change you in six months' time like everyone else. But I'd like to thank all of our lovely listeners for listening to the show again today. It's been great. Yeah, thank you very much and we'll uh, see you tomorrow for another episode.